there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to what is, without a doubt, the most loosely formatted, poorly organized radio show in the history of radio. In fact, it is so far gone, we don't even yet have a name for it. So for now, we're just going to call it... There you go. Now... This show is, uh, like I said, loosely formatted, but it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun, and we're going to start off every week with a special guest, and today we are honored to have one of my favorite people on Earth, and if you don't know anything about him, it's probably better, but you're going to learn something about him today, Mr. Joseph Newgarden. Thanks, Cage. It's great to be here. This is um, where I wish I had a soundboard with a laugh track and an applause too. track. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it sound like there's more people here than there really are. Joseph, hello. Welcome. It's, it's great to be here, Hinch. Is it's it? so special. Um, we are in a little booth right now. I, I wish people could see us, to be honest with you. It's going to be It's going to be one of these things where like 10 years from now when we have like a studio in New York and there's like cameras and 100 million listeners, we're going to look back on this and think of our humble beginnings. I think so, too. I think so, too. You know, I... Um, I'm going to remember this day. It's, it's beautiful, man. It's the first time that we're here in New Orleans racing. You always remember your first. You, you do. You know what I'm saying? You do always remember. This it. is like, did you ever watch the show, um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? All the time. I love it. the rules it. are made up and the points don't matter? Absolutely. This is a radio show where the segments are made up and absolutely nothing we say matters. We don't even know what we're really doing. I don't think I know what you're doing right now. I, I sure don't. There's no way you do. You're supposed to know because I don't, ha- I don't have a clue right now. Drew Carey should be here. He'd help out. All right. Let us start. What we're going to do is we're going to uh, recap races, preview races in this first segment, and so let's get straight into it. St. Pete. Let's talk about the St. Petersburg Grand Prix. It's a tough race. I think it was a tough race for everyone, which it always is, to be honest with you. I always come into St. Pete thinking it's going to be a great event. You know, you have high expectations coming off of a, a year like 2014, whatever it is. You always go into the new season excited. And for whatever reason, it always turns out being bad, at least for me. It hasn't for you always. You were, you were pretty good there a couple years. So. I've had some good results there, yes. But you're right. I mean, you go into it, everyone's like, it's like the first day of school. Everything is possible. You know, you are the champion already in your mind as far as you're concerned. And you're just going to stamp your authority on that title that you've already won as far as you're concerned. Well, it doesn't even matter where you qualify. Like, because we didn't qualify, you know, stellar. We were 10th, um, you know, which is in the mix. But if you don't qualify great, you still feel like you can win the race because anything can happen. And then it it always turns out being a disaster for us. And I I just hate that for the first round. You just got to get it over with, I feel like. I qualified 16. So what are you saying about my qualifying performance? I'm saying you qualified worse than me. And you still could have won the race. But qualifying was cool. It was very close between the Penske's up front. We had Will Power on pole by, like, nothing over Simon Pagano making his first start. Pretty Penske-dominated event from start to finish. I mean, they were just strong. They were good. They've been good all offseason, though. I mean, you saw them. They were, they've been, you know, top five everywhere with their four cars. I mean, it's just going to be hard to tackle them this year. And they came out of the gate strong. I don't know how long they're going to they're gonna hold that for, but... You know, right now it doesn't look great, so... What if we puncture some tires? Uh, I think that we could do that. Um, Too obvious. Too obvious. Is it too obvious? And I don't want people thinking Firestone has a problem because it's really us. Those those are great. I I honestly think the problem is going to come in the near future between Will and Pagano. Food poisoning. I agree completely. Yeah, that's, you know... Oh, no, sorry. I don't know about that. No, no, okay, no, sorry. I I, I know what you mean. Well, yeah, because they've had issues in the past. 
I I, th- I think Power and Pagano are the interesting duo to watch this year. You think it's all about P and P? P and P, baby. P P, the ones to watch. P two P used to be the big thing. Now it's P and P. But it's J P that actually won the race. It is J P that actually won the race. So is he gonna come in and mix it up and mix it P B and J? How about wow? <laughs> Would that be? I don't know who involved, who's all involved in that. I, I don't either, but it sounds delicious. Can we get a BLT from Mickey D's? I'm getting kind of hungry with all this talk. Me too. Me so, too. so Montoya, pretty impressive, right? I mean, very impressive. He very came back impressive. last year, obviously being in NASCAR for like forever, and he won a race. He won at Pocono, which was impressive. You right? know, was it Pocono? It was Pocono. It was Pocono his first won. first win back. You know what's interesting about JPM though is I thought he was one of the most clean drivers last year. I com- I didn't expect that. I didn't know what he was going to be like. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, no, no. By I didn't expect that, you expected him to be dirty. I, That's what you're exa- saying. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to be a clean driver at all, but I thought he was fairly He was fair. fair. He, he was a fair driver. He will race you hard as anybody, but he will race you very It's not fair. that he's easy to race against. He's just a very fair racer, which I didn't expect to see. So he's, you know, now that he's got confidence, I don't know if that bodes badly for the rest of us. I, it's, you know, still to be determined. I still don't think he's as quick as the other guns at Penske, though. A lot of contact. A lot of bits flying off of cars. What do you think? Is this a problem? Is this arrow kits? Is it just first day back and everybody's running into each other? Everybody's too excited? What, what, what's going on? I don't think it's a big issue, to be honest. I mean, the new arrow kits to me are exciting. I think they're cool looking. You know, it just depends on what side of the fence you're on for what you like. But I think contact with IndyCar racing, you know, has always been a bad idea. You want to you want to be able to rub up against people, maybe. You know, you're going to touch on the side pods, which we can do now with these cars. But... You're never going to want to be smashing your front wing into the back bumper of someone or into the tire or whatever it is. It's That's never the case. And I think even with these new new kits that we have now, even though they have more winglets on them, you know, they're making more downforce and there's more things to hit, it doesn't really change the game. There was always things to hit on any cars. Ever since, you know, the 60s and 70s, there was always things that could go flying off of it. I think TK nailed it. Drivers have to stop running into stuff. It's not the fault of the aero kits. It's the faults of the morons driving the cars. That's right. You and me included. To be cleaner. All right. Safety in the books. Nola's up next. Brand new race. Brand new track. <laughs> a interesting weather forecast, I think, is on the marks for this weekend. Oh, yeah. Thoughts, questions, concerns, comments? Excited, scared, um, nervous, very, very nervous. I really want to get a good race in here, though. I think the track is fun. I think it's a, I, I don't know how you felt about it, but when we started testing here, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought the layout was cool. It's fast. You know, it's pretty smooth on most parts. It still needs a little massaging, and we all kind of know that. We know this is a new venue. Who doesn't need a good massage every once in a while? Just, you got to get in there, right? I and mean, I just hope that we can leave here with, you know, a happy ending to this race because we need a good solid event for a first time. They've done such a good job, I think, honestly. So, you and I both got to come down. What do you got? I don't know why anybody's laughing. We both got to come down and be part of the big uh, pre-thing with Mardi Gras and the buzz around it. The big bang. The The big big bang. bang. The buzz around the race was awesome. Genuinely, was really good. No, being serious, when we were here for Mardi Gras, I have never seen so many people that were excited for an IndyCar race. And and they mentioned specifically IndyCar. We get this sometimes, too. No joke. When we're going to a new venue, they'll ask, what are you racing? Sports cars, right. NASCAR, yeah. IndyCar. You get the whole spectrum. I think 95% of people that we saw said IndyCar. They knew exactly who was coming to town, and I think this is the type of area that we need to race in. I couldn't agree more. But the weather, obviously, is a concern. We're below sea level for all intents and purposes. Rain might might put a damper on this thing. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to predict it. I'm kind of just hoping that, like St. Pete, St. Pete looked like a nasty schedule when we were going into it, and then it ended up clearing up. We had a great weekend. Hopefully that's what happens here. Hopefully you're right. I mean, here's the thing. We've been put in some sticky situations before, <laughs> but I think IndyCar's always done a great job at, at pulling, pulling, pulling it off. 
You know, we and, always and seem to. We always it. get the race in. There. I can only think of two races ever that didn't happen. That was Fontana one year for forest fires in Texas because they were too fast. So I'm not worried about that. I just hope for the fans. The weather's good. Really quick before we go to a quick break. Uh, top three, not including yourself. Uh, Dixon, Pagano, Power, DPP. Can't argue with that. That is a awesome, DPP, baby. awesome lineup that you picked. All right, we're going to jump to a quick break from our non-existent partners. Here we go. Do you ever wake up in the morning worrying your friends won't know about your workout today? Getting in a quick 5K and worried your followers have no idea? Well, don't worry. Download the Marco Andretti Fitness Tracker. With a quick swipe of your finger, alert all your Twitter followers to just how hard you got after it. Download it today, because if you're not tweeting about your workout, well then what's the f***ing point? And we are back with the nameless show. Joseph Newgarden is the guest, and we are heading Joseph into one of my favorite segments. It's called Shoot the Bleep, and it's as simple as that. Sounds we're just, great. We're just going to talk about stuff. Going to chew the fat, chew the bacon, chew the bacon. Just, Canadian gonna... bacon or American bacon? Well, I mean, come on. I mean, what do you, what do you mean, come on? What do you think you're talking to here? I'm talking to a dude that should say the right answer, which is American bacon. Canadian bacon all day long. No, Canadian bacon craps on American bacon. I don't agree with that at all. I like Canadian bacon, but American bacon, when it's done right and it's crispy, it's delicious. It's unbeatable. Right, and if you stack like three, four strips thick, maybe like five wide, you have Canadian bacon. So you're welcome. It's just better. It's ham. Your face is ham. Can- Canadian bacon is ham. Your face okay, is ham. that's not bacon. Oh my god, good sir. We, when we get to Toronto for the race, all right, you and I are going to have a bacon off. Do you put maple syrup on your bacon? I mean, if it's on the, if you're eating like pancakes and you got absolutely. Are you like? I don't know this actually. I'm curious. Do Canadians like carry little vases of like Canadian syrup with them everywhere? So you guys go to the bar and do like shots of vodka, or I know you don't. I do. You don't. You don't drink. No. But like Americans, go, they do shots. We just drink maple syrup. But, like, if you're somewhere, just anywhere, do you have, like, a little vial with you, you just have to. to put it on just everything? everything is better with a little maple. That's what I always, I always knew that. I yeah. just wanted to ask you that. We try not to advertise it because, let's be honest, it's kind of weird, but it happens. It I just, do. it happens. Um, so, in, in today's segment, we're actually going to do a movie review. And it's Ooh. a little bit topical because it's somewhat mildly, very distantly, almost kind of car-related. Is it? Which, which movie not really. is that? It's called Furious 7... Obviously, oh, that movie. Yeah, the like 9,654th installment of the Fast and Furious franchise. How the hell they keep making these movies, I do not know. And why you and I have both seen the movie within a week of its release is even more concerning. Well, you know, I was a fan of the first one. I actually did like the first movie. I thought they got it right. But how they've gone so far with these movies, and not just that, how they've become so successful. How about the biggest April opening ever? It's unbelievable. For the the studio. It's unbelievable. I don't know how they're that successful, to be honest with you, because it's it's morphed into this completely different series over 15 years. I mean, they started off with just simple L.A. street racing and this car culture that was coming up in 2000. And now it's like literally just... Who's the biggest superhero that you can put in there with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jason Statham? It's all about guns. It's all about biceps now. To me, the movie was about how many windows could be smashed by throwing people through them and and how many grenades could be thrown. And how many one-liners you can fit into a two-hour movie. The, the Rock, and I, I mean, he's a, I'm sure he's a very nice gentleman and I don't want to be on his bad side, but whoever wrote that character needs to be sent away to, like, Siberia or something because I watched the movie and I started counting 
the awful, awful one-liners that came out. Like, I'm, like, so far past cheesy one-liners that came out of his mouth, and I had to stop at nine because I was getting frustrated. Okay, but I hate to say this. I don't know if this is bad or not, but I kind of enjoyed when The Rock said things. I'm not going to lie. Vin Diesel actually bothered me more when he had, like, cheesy one-liners because it just came off awkward. Like, I, I expected Vin to be better than that. But, like, The Rock, when he does it, I'm just like... Yes, I don't know why I enjoy it. But I, I feel like we're back in the WWE ring. Like I, it's so cheesy. It's like it's, it's like he's so making fun of him. He's like doing a parody of his own character. It was that bad. That's what made it good for me. I don't know why I liked maybe. it. It was maybe it was if you can just yeah. The other thing, I mean, because you said the first one was good. It was original. It was about that cult, that car culture. Now it's just an action movie. I don't know what they've gone into. I mean, it's there's there's no NOS usage. We don't even use NOS anymore. I don't know if that's been fatted out. Like, what what is what's going on? The first movie had eight thousand six hundred and twenty-two hits of NOS. The second movie had one, and it was a NOS bottle attached to a gun that fired a harpoon. It wasn't even connected to a car. It wasn't a single car thing ever. I don't understand. With the NOS. I don't understand. I don't understand the premise of the movies anymore. These guys were putting NOS on their cereal in the first movie. You know what blew me away though? And this could be because of the ending. You know, you know this as well as me. Was the reviews? I mean, they got really good reviews on this movie. I, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is something that I look at. And, me too. And, you know, solid eighty-eight percent from from critics. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive for this type of movie. I thought it was horrible, but the ending was very, very classy. I actually liked the ending. They did a great job. Obviously, the tribute to Paul Walker, who was killed in a car accident. Um, how they did it, the whole car leaving, and I, a spoiler alert, you know, there's a, a really nice kind of ending <laughs> yeah, about it. anyone Sorry. that hasn't seen this. Yeah, there's a lot of broken windows, and there's a really fitting tribute at the end. So, yes, I mean, uh, let me ask you this. Is this going to be the end of the Furious franchise with Paul gone, or is it too successful to let it die? I, you know, I don't know. I, I tend to think they will not end it somehow because it's so successful. I mean, I just th- go out on top, though. I, they I mean, should. They should. I mean, you just blew the box office up. I think they're going to be reaping the benefits of this for a couple years at least. I mean, they should come up with a different concept probably. But I, I think there'll be some sort of spinoff from this. You know, even with Paul being out of the picture, you got to think they're going to do a spinoff. It's just too much of a lucrative deal for them. It's just weird because, like, you know, originality is uh, is just, and creativity is just so prevalent in Hollywood right now. We're literally at a racetrack right now. Yeah, people are. couldn't tell, you know? If you can't hear that beautiful Honda engine firing up in the background. It sounds pretty nasty to that, me. That beautiful sound humming and, in the background And there. nasty not in a good way. I'd prefer to hear, hear a Chevy. Oh, so. yeah, you would. You would. We might actually break into a brawl right here in our studio. Why don't you get out of here, you flimsy Honda boy? Now, let's be honest. I just called it a studio. We're in the... We're in a, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this room. It, border looks, it borderline looks like like an interrogation room. It, it's a little nerve-wracking. It's like the FBI headquarters in here. We're in the front of the, of the Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports trailer where our PR staff and commercial staff, you know, spend their time. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they haven't actually, you know... I don't know about you. I, I actually think this is nice. This is nice. I've seen other PR offices, and they're very cramped. They have a lot of space up here. I think you guys are doing pretty nice. We have Twizzlers. You do have Twizzlers. I noticed that when I walked in, I was trying to like sneak some peeks of everything that you guys got going on in here. Very, very nice. You hear that? The Twizzlers are good. That's my Twizzler wrapper. Because <laughs> that you were trying to sneak and, and look at our stuff. I was. I, you know. I mean. You know. When do you get to walk I through wel- James Hinchcliffe's trailer? I welcome you, know? you into my home. And this is how you repay me? Well, it's you know, it's like seeing a beautiful woman walk down the street. I'm going to admire. I have to admire your trailer. You know, my tra- my trailer is like a beautiful woman. You're right. That was a very good analogy. <laughs> it's the same thing to me. I know. I I spent a lot of time in here, which 
you would inside a beautiful trailer. That's that makes sense. It absolutely makes sense, James. If you could have any car from the Fast and Furious franchise, which one would it be? Right from Paul's original Supra to Vin Diesel's last, I don't know, whatever the hell American muscle car with an engine popping out of the hood that All he right, had. Well, people are going to make fun of me for this, but I actually really liked Vin Diesel's RX-7 that he originally drove in the first Fast and Furious movie. That's a big tuner car. I don't think people are going to make fun of you It's pretty cool. It That's was really, cool. really cool back then. Um, you know, I mean, I like all different types of cars, but I, when I was a kid... I'm probably still a kid considered, but I really like that car for the first I like the Super. I like the very first car from the very first movie. I think that one was awesome. Okay, we've I don't know how we did it, but we managed to make an entire segment out of that ridiculous movie. On that note, I think everybody needs a break. We'll be right back. Appropriately coming off of Too Fast, Too Furious by Ludacris. I guess it was weird trying to make like a seven fast, seven furious for his new Ludaversal album that just dropped. You just got to throw it back. I think that was a good choice. I mean, it's it's what you got to do given the topic of the day. All right, we are now in segment three. And that's not just trying to help you keep track. That's literally what we're calling this. It's calling segment three. It might start the show. It might be in the middle of the show. I don't know. We don't have a name of the show. If you think all these segments are named, you're out of your friggin' mind. Makes so sense. here we are, segment three. And it's going to be whatever we want it to be. And today, we want it to be a couple things. First off, we, <laughs> there's a news story out there that it would actually just, it would be so irresponsible if we didn't talk about. Let me, let me read this to you quick. Late Wednesday night, an Indianapolis 500 pace car was stolen from a Chevy dealership in Indiana. Police say the suspect drove the 2015 Chevy Camaro with the top down through the glass front door and down a flight of stairs. How much do you want to make a bet? He had just left Furious 7. I was going to just say that. The exactly. Camaro was badly damaged and subsequently abandoned. Suspect fled on foot. And the police search area until 5 a.m. local time, called the search off, asking anyone who sees suspicious activity, like a shirtless, bloody guy with no car walking around. Um, the, <laughs> the car was one of 100 pace cars set to take to the track for the 2015 Indy 500. 
and the car is currently undrivable, and it remains to be seen if it can be repaired. I think it's ironic that in the 99th running of the Indy 500, we're only going to have 99 Camaros <laughs> to represent How did he get in there? How insane is this story? Like, how, how? where did this guy come from, and how did he get in, and why is he shirtless when he's driving the thing out? So, clearly, because he just watched Furious 7, and, like, The Rock and Vin Diesel combined had one shirt. I'm not going to lie, okay? When I saw Furious 6, and I, that I'm alluding to I've seen other versions of the Furious franchise. You make me sick. So, this was a couple years ago, right? When I left the theater, I found myself saying, as I got under the bypass... Furious and just jerking the wheel. I don't know why. Just yelling I out. I was just yelling furious. I live my life a quarter mile at a time at every just, traffic light. Every person I looked at, I just yelled to myself, furious, and gripped the wheel. I don't know what it was. It was like I had some fever. And leaving Furious 7, you were just crying. I was crying. I it's, wasn't furious at that point. No. But that just proves that that's probably what this guy was doing. He I was watching this movie, maybe had a little bit of, you know, some uh, wobbly sodas. And this is what he did. But to find the dealership that had a 500 pace car, to break into it, to find the keys, to start the car and drive it through... To take, the alarm system! To take off the shirt. I mean, the, fact the that, effort. No, see, that I actually respect a lot. I mean, if I'm going to steal a convertible Camaro and drive it through a window, I'm probably going to do it shirtless. I mean, why... Yeah, why, why wear anything? At, at that Just point, get out of there. At that point, I mean, you are already such a badass... Let's just finish it off. I bet he had a mustache. I bet he did. I bet he had a mustache. I just, I feel like there's a psychological change. Like, this guy felt a certain way going in, and then as soon as he got in there, just flipped, taken off the shirt, and was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to furious this thing out the window right now. Joseph, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that based on the behavior of this individual, I don't think he was wearing a shirt when he went in. But that's what I'm saying. How do you think a guy that didn't have a shirt got in there in the first place? It makes no sense to me. How did he get in? You know, <laughs> drugs to do amazing things to someone's mind. <laughs> and I feel like he got... I just don't know how, how an alarm didn't go off or how like security wasn't somehow alerted. Maybe he was in there earlier in the day and like hid out in the bathroom and waited... And then, you know, was just now that's joked intent. up. And then, you know, that, that could be plausible right That's there. intent. That would now, make sense. Again, why he wouldn't try and find a window that didn't lead down a staircase. Because I know they do it in the movies all the time, but normally when you drive a car down a staircase, it doesn't work so well. I don't know. He learned that the hard way. It's a crazy, it's a, just a crazy story. It is out of control. And I'm, and I'm, I'm upset that there's only 99 Camaros for the 500 now, even though it's, it is kind of appropriate. Um... As it is the 99th running. All right, so that's gone. If you see a, uh, a shirtless guy with a mustache that's bleeding, that's probably your guy. Call the cops. Thank you for that. Uh, now we're going to go to one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's called Trick or Tweet. And basically you get to decide. You either have to do a magic trick for me or I get to read you fan tweets asking questions. Let's do fan tweets. We've tried this before. And yeah, it's, it's actually no magic. It's a rhetorical question. If you actually don't want it to give me a magic trick, I was still going to read the tweets. So... We asked Twitter to send some uh, some creative questions, I think, for both of us. So uh, why don't we go ahead and get into some of these. Actually, this one's relevant because we were just talking about movies. What are your favorite non-racing-related movies? Um, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. I love Christopher Nolan and everything he's done. Um, I am Batman. I am Batman. I love Batman. I don't know what it is. One day I want to own a Dark Knight suit. 
Like, that's one of my goals in life. That's fair. It's one day silly. I want to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, exactly, right? Totally I want to be in Wayne Mariner. And Ma- Mariner? Mariner? <laughs> Mariner? Is, 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 all, is he, like, he's, on the, is he's, he's a boat now? He's developing it, a mayonnaise. It's a bat boat. <laughs> it's a new Batman he's a mayonnaise he's coming out with. So you're, you're a Batman fan. I'm a Batman fan. What about you? What, what movies do you watch? So my favorite, I don't know if I'm, I, mean, I guess I'm allowed to say it. My favorite movie is actually Snatch. It's a good movie. I think British humor is incredible, and I think the way that that film was done, like Lockstock, which came before it, and then Snatch, were just two of the most brilliantly written, directed, edited, acted movies. And Brad Pitt paid like he was like the best pikey ever. I honestly thought Brad Pitt was going to ruin that movie because he was the like the only name guy. Like Jason Statham wasn't that known over here at the time. All those other guys were in Lockstock and different characters, and so they brought in this big Hollywood guy. I'm like, you're going to ruin it. Like Lockstock was so good, don't ruin it. He was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, if drinking and driving are against the law, why do buys have parking lots? Uh, I don't know. The DDs need somewhere to park. There you go. That's why we have you, because you know these answers. Joseph, do you use egg whites to keep your hair stiff and up that high with that wavy look? That is such a strange question in many ways. No, I don't. It's not the only one about your hair. Someone else asked, how is his hair so perfect after a race? I wear a hat for five minutes and there's no going back. I don't understand because I think there's so many guys that, like, Elio has the best hair after racing. It's Elio's hair, I think we've all established there's actually a mold inside Elio's helmet. It's pre-lined with product. And it just, you know, like those things that come over women's head at salons? Yeah. He's oh, yeah. got that inside his helmet. So Bell, like, special makes him something in his liner. I like that. 100%. That's cool. 100%. There's, there's no way. No way, that would just naturally happen. Uh, how many Hinchtown hammer drink? Ha, how many Hinchtown yeah. hammer downs? I should know how to say that. Can you drink? You're already on a hammer down. Uh, I can drink zero, and be content. I'm okay with that. I sorry, res- hammer down fans. I respect that answer, though. As someone who profits from the sale of hammer down, it, it upsets me a little bit. How many have you had in one setting? Not that many, if I'm honest. I, I save it. I let, I let the other people drink it. I get it whenever I want. So if I've got some and have people over, I'll drink something else. I see. You know what I mean? see how it is. Yeah. Time for one last question. What, I think this is maybe for me, but I, I'm going to ask you, what do you think are the most popular books in the Hinchtown Library? Uh, I would say there would be comic books. Just thinking of you. I don't know why. I feel Do like I you look like a comic You book look like a comic too? kid. I don't know what it is. Right. Did you read comic books as a kid? Honestly, I think I owned two. I read you wrong. And I... neither one of them were like ones you'd have heard of. Then I don't know. I don't know what you would have. I don't know what you would read as a child. Like Tom Sawyer? Yeah, I read that. Okay, then Tom Sawyer would be in there, wouldn't he? It would. Okay. It would absolutely be in there. There you go. Well, there you go. Joseph Newgarden, thank you very much for being uh, our first guest on this weird experiment that we are doing. And we are going to call it a day here today. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will be doing this again, <laughs> God willing. And we hope to uh, hope to have you tune in. Thank you so much for listening.